Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I, I think all the stuff you're saying about like the fact that there's sex in it and uh, certain aspects where they kind of subvert the plot it, is fun. But I just, why, why, why do they love each other? Why? <laughs> they don't love each other. That's what's so great about it. They literally just wanted to fuck. Welcome one, welcome all. This is episode 69 of the Flix Watcher podcast. Today we're joined by Eleanor. Hello. And Elizabeth. Howdy. And Helen. Hello. As always. And we're going to talk about Ibiza. Come find us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod. Visit the website FlixWatcher.tv for full listings. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us an awesome review. And as we always say, guys, all the films were available on Netflix at the time of recording. There was going to be bad language. There's going to be spoilers. And we hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to this episode of Flix Washer Podcast. Today, the guests in the studio are Eleanor and Elizabeth. If you would like to say hello to our listeners and tell us a little bit where we might be able to hear you online. Um, my name is Elizabeth Sankey. I sing in a band called Summer Camp. And I'm currently working on my first feature documentary, which is a film essay about romantic comedies. Ooh. So is... Abitha going to feature on there? It's most definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> this is your review okay. already. <laughs> not because it's bad, but just because I have enough romantic comedies that feature white women falling in love with white men in a straight scenario. Ah, that's true. Mm. We and it has to be rom coms. It can't just be roms. And uh, no, there's there. I mean. Basically, a rom- romantic comedy is defined as a uh, film about romance that has a happy ending. So you're using the Shakespearean term of comedy. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, I'm so impressed you knew that. Um, most people just like don't know what rom- romantic comedies are. Um, so this would count. This film would count. Yeah. But um, I'm not going to do romance that ends badly, basically. Okay. Because, I mean, like Moonlight ends quite happily, but I wouldn't say that's a comedy. That was in my film up until today. I've just taken it out. Oh, shit. Put it back in. I would love to put it back in, but I feel there's better examples okay. um, for the public. This is getting too detailed. No, it's fine. <laughs> we've, we've had discussions before about why does it always have to be a rom-com and not just the rom? Yeah. Right. Or it could be the rom with moments of com, but not... <laughs> where the focus is is the driving is the comedy that's right yeah and the, the, the love story kind of goes around that because we had um god's own country was one episode we reviewed that's recently. in my film so you've yeah. made it through yeah, yeah that's yeah. come through but not moonlight yeah okay um 
I guess, but yeah, because we, I was, I was really struggling to think about from the recent, um, yeah, Moonlight, uh, uh, God's Own Country is going to be Sination. <laughs> oh dear, it's not a romantic night here. And then we we decided that the Linklater trilogy yeah, was in there before before mm-hmm. Sunrise that's, Sunset. That, 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 I think that would count. That's yeah. more rom than than com. Um, yeah, I guess the only thing is the first one doesn't end up with them together. I would say the second one is absolutely a rom rom com because definitely a com. Definitely. But the first one we were saying that's definitely just a rom. That's I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. And I was struggling because I think we, the point was the the rom films seem to be driven just by um, gay gay romances. It seemed, and that was, that was my argument. I was trying to think of like a heterosexual one that had been not like saying it's any bad thing, but it's just saying it's quite interesting that the best romantic romantic films were um, from a homosexual point of view, which were Ace, Love Me Online, and Love um, God's Own Country. But I just couldn't think of that. It was always like when Harry met Sally. Was the pinnacle the of a rom? Yeah, yeah. Hope that's in there. Um, absolutely. Good. It is. There's. It's interesting that the um, there's a lot of um, gay romantic comedies, but they aren't in the mainstream. They mm. aren't kind of. And I think Moonlight is such a good example of a film that does have a lot. Well, and the problem with with it being a romantic comedy is that it doesn't have the beats of the romantic comedy. So it doesn't have the declaration of love per se. Yeah. It doesn't really have a meet cute. Um, whereas God's Own Country has all of those things. So that's oh, okay. why I would include that rather than Moonlight. But I think Moonlight is an incredible film and there should be more films made like that. Yeah. Have you got Kissing Jessica Stein in it? Yes, I do, Sorry. Ellie. I love that film. From the golden era. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, compare, uh, let's compare to more rom-coms as we go through this one. Mm. Um, Eleanor, where'd you come from? Oh, sure. Well, I uh, I make radio documentaries. Yeah. Um, and I, award-winning, should we say? Sure. I I, I always I always all introduce the them as every every everyone winning all the awards. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two years in a row, you've won uh, both gold. You've won gold at both yeah for podcast um, awards for a podcast uh, that I make called Shortcuts. Yeah. Um, and in my spare time, I make a, a podcast where I subtitle great audio documentaries that mm-hmm. are made in languages other than English that's called Radio Atlas. And, and that it's... confused me. First time. <laughs> I was like, why, what's going on here? And I was like, why is it in French? I'm like, oh, okay, I need to sit and watch good. I, w- I went back to see um, my parents recently and my dad was like, I can't, I can't understand how to get it on the radio. And I was like, Dad, <laughs> oh, no. we're going we're gonna to have to go in deep on this one to like um, get you on board. But yeah. It's a niche premise, but it's um it's gonna also be also award winning. Yes, sure. That's what's gonna. Yeah, I, I just, why, yeah. not strictly. It's here. more. It's like a Buzz Aldrin with awards. It's like second place. Okay. It's kind of its stick rather uh, than first. second place in the what the smartest was it? Uh, in best new, beat oh. Ed Miliband. Yeah. So it's yep. you know it's which fine. is hard to beat. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's hard to beat Ed His Miliband. own brother couldn't beat him. So truth. Well, exactly. Yeah. Truth. Um, so we're talking today about Ibiza, which is your choice, Eleanor. Uh, Elizabeth, I apologise. <laughs> We are dressed exactly the same True. in like yeah. white t-shirts and, it's and the first two so. letters yeah. of your It word. is close. Yeah. My sister's yeah. name is Eleanor as well. Wow. And we're like really old friends, like best best friends, aren't we? We're best friends. Yeah, Say so that we're best Elizabeth's friends. Elizabeth's my best friend. <laughs> so it's it's fine. It's a compliment. Uh, so you chose Ibiza. Can you I tell us why did. and give us like a two minute synopsis? Okay, are you doing a timer? Uh, we're not, but Helen is like meticulous. Okay, okay, She's okay. like a metronome. Right. So I chose Ibiza because, um, as it's probably obvious, I am obsessed with romantic comedies. Um, And I also chose it because it has Gillian Jacobs in it, who I 
Is it Gillian? It's Gillian Jacobs. Gillian, um, who I love, not from Community. She's my least favorite character in Community, but I love her from Girls um, and also from Love, where she's the star. Uh, And I chose Ibiza because it's awesome. The synopsis of the film is Gillian plays a PR person. We all like PR, don't we? She plays a PR person who has to go on a trip, I think, to Barcelona. And while on the trip to Barcelona, her friends decide to come with her. Um, which is always something that happens on work trips. Your friends just decide to show up. And she, while there, she meets a DJ. They almost get together. They keep almost getting together. But then um, things kind of get in the way, classic rom-com. But then finally they do get together and there's sex. And it's really, really hot and it's great because there's not really much sex in romantic comedies, which is really weird and strange. Um, And then they, I'm going to do the ending. Um, So it's, spoilers they uh they have to kind of separate again she gets home she kind of has had this huge awakening like a personal awakening after having gone on this trip about who she is as a person what she wants from her life he calls her and says do you want to come meet me in japan and she says no i've got my own stuff going on last time i went to meet you this time you can come and meet me and that's how it ends the end nice how do you rate the meet cute in this in this um rom-com it's such a good meet cute uh, it involves UV pens and penis drawings on faces. <laughs> and what I love about it, though, is that actually is quite ridiculous. But when they actually do meet and talk for the first time, he's the one that falls over because it's a classic thing in romantic comedies that the woman always falls over and she's really adorable. But he falls over and it's really endearing. But the sexual tension between them is palpable. And I think that's what I love so much about this film is that you really feel like they just want to have sex with each other from the get-go. And he's just a sweetheart and she's lovely and it's just great. You just totally believe their connection. Eleanor, what were your thoughts? I didn't totally believe their connection. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I was kind of interested in him in the tradition of like really hot, but kind of empty vessel leads who just have no defining personality or characteristics and they have this like deep connection where he's supposed to be kind of freaking out and leaving these long rambling voicemails and is completely in love with her and like wants to sort of fly halfway around the world but all they've had is this conversation about a dick on her face Mm. which I kind of I don't think it's that much of an uptake because I did notice that he fell over but also she's already had like dick on the face. So it's kind of, she's already been like, oh, she's a sort of scatty klutz. She doesn't understand what's going on. And he's had to kind of fix it. And it's nice that he fell over. It was, it was. I, I think all the stuff you're saying about like the fact that there's sex in it and uh, certain aspects where they kind of subvert the plot it, is fun. But I just, why, why? Why do they love each other? Why? <laughs> they don't love each other. That's what's so great about it. They literally just wanted to fuck. But it's not, it's so like intense and... But I think um, what I would say about him is I understand what you're saying. He's empty vessel, but... Um, <laughs> but he's fit. You've renamed he's him fit. now. He is fit. Um, but he... Um, I've, I felt like it was a, it was actually quite a realistic representation of what men in music are like. <laughs> As she says, married to a man in music. Simply because I feel like there's a stereotypical idea that men in music are um, like rock stars and you just get all the ladies. Like Kelvin Harris. Exactly. Is that what he's like? <laughs> you speak from experience. Um, 
Yeah, but then I, the, all the men I know in music are just like, I want to fall in love. And they're really sensitive sweethearts. And that it's really, really lonely. Mm. And when you do actually find somebody who you can hang out with for longer than five minutes when you're exhausted and that you want to spend some time with, you are like, hey, let's meet up as much as possible while I'm in the country. Like I've been on tour with so many um, session musicians who are lovely, but who, if they find a girl, are just like, oh my God, I've got to meet this girl. I think she's going to come and visit me. She's not going to come and visit you. This isn't going to go anywhere. <laughs> but it's just that mentality of like, you're only alive for one day in this town. You've got to make the most of it. I can kind of get that. But, um, do you know the Oasis song, Talk Tonight? No, I don't. Will you sing it for me? Um, I'm not going to, but <laughs> <laughs> I can. I can. I used to be able to play something on the guitar a while ago. Uh, but it, sorry, you can hum it. Um, I'm not going to because copyright. Oh, um, <laughs> oh, sure, sure. It's a cover. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but that was about their, their. He took a. They the band all went on a tour to America, and he met this girl in San Francisco. And the, and the band carried on and of course Liam and Noel had a split had a mm. fight and he just started off and he went back to this girl and he wrote it about that going back like wanting yes, to go and course, talk to her yes of course of course yeah. I remember that um, so I can see what you're saying but I can also very much see what Ellen is saying that it was may, they maybe spent two and a half minutes talking to each other and yeah. I find that a really, kind of kind of a really hard tough premise to yeah. to, to work with because we were talking about she, the, the rum of the first before and that was yeah. awesome because they were they were talking and you know moving along you could just see they them. were disagreeing agreeing yeah. kind of falling out a little bit coming back to each other yeah she also had his mad DJing skills to fall in love with yeah exactly right. can we talk about his special DJing move which I really loved what, really good what was which it? was like hiding behind the desk <laughs> And he just did it every time. And it was obviously his special thing. But he'd be like, hide, 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 jump and press play. And that was like why everyone's like, he's a genius. He's an artist. Um, Which is, it's, I'm not saying that I wouldn't have found that hot if I was like 17. I think you'd find it hot if you were in front of the decks. If you could see him behind, yeah. like if you were off stage and could see him doing that. That was the heaven that of that first shot where you see hard. him do his special move, where he's like crouching and you can see him. Yeah, he's like peeking around the desk. So I was like, and so the people at the front must see him like peeking think, out. Is he really doing that? That's just an odd thing to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is this not how DJing works? I've never, I don't think I've ever, no, I've never, I've, seen I've, a show like that before. Some spates of DJing, but I've just never, I've just turned yeah, up. You've never I mean, done I've this never as done a move. Yeah. I mean, I've had a dance at the front. Yeah. But never. I've, just like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll I've never done the Heidi thing. Guys, um, you, sh- you guys should try it. You guys aren't professional DJs. That's true. We might, never made <laughs> you it. Don't do that. Calvin high. Harris. I mean, he's a tall guy, so he must have got this move down pat because he must have to get really low beneath the decks. Maybe he has he's a special little who hole. Press the buttons for him now. Yeah, well, he's, <laughs> he's, he's good that good. Well, Calvin, he can do with the power of his buttons. mind. Does he not press the buttons? What does he do? Oh, oh no, no. Did he, do, do you say he doesn't even press the buttons himself? Maybe. No, I don't think he's got a minion. There's a, I think with DJs, um, this is such a huge generalization. I'm going to make the Lean into it. Um, <laughs> I can't remember who the freaking DJ group was, but there was some DJ group where we had the same sound guys then for a bit. And the sound guy was like, yeah, they basically um, don't actually DJ. They just like press play on a tape, but they have all of this like stuff that makes it look like they're doing it. Which um, all show not not all show. Awesome. <laughs> um, the but a really good sorry just to say a really good DJ in a film, um, and I by really good I mean terrible is Zac Efron in Kill Your Friends. I don't know if you've seen that. No, I want to watch that. 
Oh, you should. <laughs> it's a nightmare. There's a bit where um, he explains how you get people to move when you're a DJ because you have to do it to their heart rate. <laughs> and there's like loads of technical science stuff. I just realized it wasn't, um, I wasn't, it wasn't that I was thinking about. There's a, there's a TV series based around a living DJ. I can't remember his name, but it's, but it's the James Vanderbeek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, plays, not Tiesto, I can't remember. What's his name? Um, I'll think it up. Um, but before we go on to Helen, the, Talking about the um, falling in love with the DJ. Because you had those British guys you met, didn't you? Obviously on yes, British, on, lads on tour. On lads was it Humphrey yeah. Kerr, Kerr from the Penny Dreadfuls? I don't know, babe. I don't know. A tall guy from sketch comedy was uh, the awkward guy who kept the awkward, on. The awkward was guy he? That was, yeah, because yeah, it was him that was like, oh, man, he's the real deal. He's the best DJ ever. I, I love him. It's um, always good when you have to tell the audience that they're good at the art that they're doing. Which is weird, because they'd seen him jump up from behind the desk. <laughs> so at this point, they already knew. We knew. Yeah. We were on yeah. board. Um, Helen, what were your thoughts on Ibiza and the meat cute? Did you like the, the, well, the black you know, light dick on the face? Well, dick on the face has been done before. Picasso was a big fan of that. Was he? Yeah. If you kind of have a look at some of his... Um, paintings the the Tate recently had an exhibition of one well it finishes on the 9th of September I'm planning to go uh, on yep. the 2nd of August he did like to uh, put a dick in, in a sneaky penis face yes so uh, it's <laughs> it's been done before um, do you think it was a knowing nod to to Picasso yeah. emulating yeah, Picasso yeah um, the great impressionist he's not an impressionist is he he's a cubist carry on he's dead <laughs> <laughs> sadly still one of the greatest artists anyway um, yeah I mean Empty vessel kind of does does sum up a lot of things. I wasn't convinced. <laughs> it's this is a bad film for feminists all around. I feel, and also it annoyed me that when she she meets him, she says how great, great, great. Set. He's like, I've not even started yet. That was the woman before me, and she was like, Oh, that's relatable though. Yeah, she's just lying to him because he's obviously a he's not that bit of a shamble. She just doesn't know what's going on. I thought it was better for feminists than some romantic comedies because it doesn't end up with her chasing the guy. It ends up with her being like, hell no, I'm stuck in my own company and therefore I can't meet you in Japan, which has happened to all women ever. <laughs> it's very relatable. It is. <laughs> but its goal up until then is to get the guy. No, because, well, yes, but, but isn't that the whole point of a romantic film that it's about getting the two people to meet? And most of the time, I, what I liked about it as well was that her two friends, um, one of them, Vanessa Bayer, like, is hits out of the park. But um, they spend the whole film saying to her, like, stop trying to chase this guy. Just, like, live in the moment. It's like Eckhart Tolle. Like, stay here with us. Enjoy what's going on. Stop worrying about where he is. If it's going to happen, it'll happen. Yeah, but they did fly to Arbutha to make sure it would happen. Yeah. Or to be in the in the moment. Yeah, but that's romantic. Guys, it's. <laughs> I really feel like you all need to make your own documentary on romantic comedies because I feel like you just don't. The, do. def definitely, the the romantic comedy that I make would never be in a situation where I'd be invited to a house party with naked sushi lady and naked pool dance lady. These but, parties generally don't look like that where I guys i mean that did happen I mean, in the sex in the city didn't it It did yeah uh, did i didn't it. go to those parties either <laughs> that so wasn't even a party that, though yeah that was that was just at home that was just like a friday yeah. night yeah. for her probably a wednesday night yeah. knowing samantha but i did think that because there was, there was a lot of female nudity for no reason and whatsoever lack of men nudity to balance it out yeah well this is the problem because it's it's a film written by men was thinking it that by they're writing 
what women want to see, which was breasts. Yeah, because we all want to see. I did want. Someone to, I to like see to see breasts just because, just because I worry about mine and I want to check that they're the same as everyone else's. <laughs> and also maybe true. put some sushi over them just to see whether they they'd work as sushi plates. Yeah. I think I think I'm with Elizabeth. Like you know, I don't I don't think it was necessarily a massive blow for feminine, but I I wouldn't agree that I think it's like a a sort of a film that portrays women badly. I like that they're kind of chasing sex a lot of the time, mm. quite honestly, and that you they're know, kind of high fiving when they're like, yeah, you well, yeah, because when Liz, when uh, Gillian's character comes back. Well, she she meets that meeting, the big meeting she's supposed to meet, and she meets a friend. The first thing a friend says, "Well done, getting sex," and they give each other a little high five. Yeah, um, I thought that's quite a funny point. There weren't that many. I don't think there's many out and out gags in this, but that was a, a bit I smirked at. Mm. It was nice, and they're like agonizing. It was just kind of enjoyable. So, and rather than because I think with like a lot of rom coms, they go immediately to the like while you were sleeping. Mold, where she's not have you guys seen that film i can't remember it now. it's a horror movie but it's about sandra bullock works in a train station mm-hmm. and um she falls in love with i'm gonna say all these bill like, pullman no no but she will oh. later but she falls in love with this other guy who's like a generic sexy man he's got he's the he's seth a cohen's, generic sexy man yes he's seth cohen's dad he's got eyebrows seth, yes who's that seth, seth cohen, cohen from, from the, the oc, OC. Anyway, <laughs> he falls onto some train tracks and falls into a coma. She's never had a conversation with him. She shows up at the hospital and accidentally convinces people that she is his fiance. And then while he's in a coma, lies to uh, his family that she is engaged to him, falls in love with his brother, Bill Pullman, spoilers, and like tells all these like weird, like, she looks at his testicles or something. Oh no, she finds out a secret about his testicles. A little and secret. And uses that as like a way to show to his family that she's spoken to him. But she's never had a conversation. So I think like in that sort of rom-com but that, premise but, where you're like, I'm completely in love with someone I've never had a conversation with. But is that really the benchmark? <laughs> We're just think, trying to do better than a crazy testicle lady. But I think I think it was all crazy testicle ladies crazy in the nineties. I think yeah. this is the like rom com. Well, yeah, stalking, I, I, stalking was big as romance. Yeah, yeah basically, it's, massively. Well, it's still, overboard is like when you when you think about the story of overboard, <laughs> yeah. you kind of think that's really bad. That's really that's like that is actually kidnapping. Yeah, and they chose to remake and that they remade it because that's the kind of thing it. we yeah. want to remake. But I think um, it makes it fine. No, yeah, it was. This was another reason why I liked Tabitha because there wasn't a ridiculous premise. I felt it was completely relatable that you know some girl would be like, "Yeah, let's go and like just see if he's there. Why not?" It wasn't like, "Oh, my parents have employed this woman to come and date me, so I'll move out of their house." And then, oops, she's had sex with you while I'm under her under their employ. So technically, them my they're her pimp. So my parents have paid this woman and she's had sex with me, which is the plot of Failure to Launch. Oh, okay. Starring Matthew McConaughey yeah. and Sarah Jessica. It's not something that happened to me. I, was just, oh, well, I did wonder where that storyline was going. That would be a, a big <laughs> thumbs down if that was pitched to me, that storyline. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not that big a fan of this film, mainly because there wasn't much com. I don't think I don't think it was that funny. What about Vanessa Bayer? <laughs> I mean, she's she's quite. But I just don't think it, they popped as well. And Which one was she? She's, she's the one who pretended to be um, Mickey at the end. In the, okay. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I I think the. I mean, I'm I don't come with this with any sort of background for the three actresses, but I kind of feel as though they should have been given much better material, and that they could have had much more potential to be better characters mm. and just be 
a bit more fun, which is a shame. I, 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 I would like I to maybe see what they could have done in the outtakes, maybe. I think maybe they were a bit more. I think some of the, for me, it was a, I think it was a Judd Apatow produced film. Um, and there is some attempts to like, ad lib and stuff like that, which I didn't think really hit the mark that, in that many places in the same way that uh, Bridesmaids did hit the mark in, in yeah, places. I mean, I was going to mention Bridesmaids in that that's kind of the benchmark for kind of a, a female-led comedy film. And that was like 2011. Has anyone seen Girls Trip? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How how's was that? Great. Yeah. It's wonderful. Banging. It's yeah. really good. That's one of my lists to, to watch. Um, how does it compare to like lads on tour films like In Between Us or Kevin and Perry Go Large? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Kevin and Perry Go Large. <clears throat> I really want to watch it. Have you not seen it either? Uh, All I remember. I've seen the In Between Us one. Is yeah. there a bit where like someone does a poo in the sea and it goes <laughs> in like Kathy Burke's face or something that's like my only memory i've got in some- between us <laughs> <laughs> in kevin and perry i feel like that's the only thing that i know about it so yeah it's uh it's not like that this didn't have the kind of gross out element you had the um black lit semen on the ceiling yeah oh yeah but that i mean yeah. i didn't find that that disgusting i'm aware that men um that their semen is all over the ceilings of every room that I'm in. So that didn't bother me as much. Um, I who's who did who actually did write it? I I don't know. Keep talking whilst I find out. Right, can you find out? But the thing is, I guess I like it because it does really hit all of the notes of a rom com. Whereas Bridesmaids, as brilliant as that film is, and that is definitely a romantic comedy, but it doesn't. It's it's more about friendship, and I feel like there's a fear now of how you portray kind of relationships without having it also be about friendship or like I Love You Man is a romantic comedy that is about two straight men who become best friends. Um, so it was written by Lauren Kahn. Who yeah, also... so written, I thought it was written by a woman. Yeah, and then Will Ferrell and Adam McKay were producers on that. Oh, it's Will Ferrell and Adam McKay, yeah. not Dud Apatow that I was thinking of. But then not, not director. I don't know who the director is. So you are, you're still defending it. I am. Yeah, I completely disagree with everything <laughs> negative that has been said about it. No, um, I, I definitely feel like rom- romantic comedies have could be a lot better. Why wasn't why was it to, you know, straight white people in the role? Like, come on, we've seen that enough. Um, and yeah, I agree that it could have been better in terms of feminism. Um, sure. We could have taken out the sushi naked lady, to be honest. I'd forgotten about her. And I feel bad about that because that's an actress and she had to tell her parents that that was her job. But um, I still feel like in terms of... I feel like it got... that The scores that it got on Metacritic, etc. are way lower than it deserves to get. Uh, and I feel like it has been dismissed a little bit unfairly because it's a story about women and romance. I mean, sort of on, on the flip side... Could, could maybe we could agree on a romantic comedy film that we all like and think is a, a I, benchmark. Can I say one other thing in defense of this? Because <laughs> I like, I do think, I'm just gonna. Um, <laughs> I think I agree it's not like laugh out loud funny, mm. which is an issue with a, a comedy, but I think it's got a really like a very realistic vibe between the three friends. And the way in which they behave with each other and their dynamic that's quite like gentle and charming. And a lot of the time when they were talking with each other, it kind of rang true in a nice way. So I, I thought, just, I think that's yeah. something it does well. I can yeah. believe, I can totally believe they're friends. 
Oh yeah, I mean, and Ellie we, and I have conversations like they have constantly. All the time, just putting black lights on every room. Every <laughs> room. Yeah, and often in a film, the best thing that kind of carries me through a film is the inter- interplay between the people on the like the friendship. It can really feel that. Um, I think, yeah, I think as friends, they kind of worked out quite well. I thought it was quite sweet that they wanted to go on the on the business trip with her. I mean, that actually to me was the most ridiculous really? part. I was like, that would never happen. But I think sometimes when you when you forget that like people in America don't travel, and when someone's like going over to like, Spain, you're like, Shh, yeah, it's quite a long want, way. Isn't yeah, it? I'm like, I'd actually want to go to Spain. And if you're going to go, and you're going to be nobbing about, and you're going to have a free hotel room over there, can we go? Kind of thing. <laughs> free holiday. Yeah. I also one thing I didn't like about it actually was the boss character. I felt like that was a real disservice to that lady. Oh, yeah. Um, she was just such a kind of cartoon yes and just i hate i hate you and my kids are amazing which i don't know anyone like that who's left their phone on probably me (laughs) (laughs) the one charging under there yes um yeah so what you were saying best best rom coms yeah well it's gotta be harry metzan isn't it yeah Oh, that's pretty high. <laughs> oh, I love Serendipity. But there's lots of 80s one. There's Say Anything, which is... There's lots of old I mean, John actually, actually, my favourite is probably actually Keeping the Faith. I don't know that one. It's oh, the Ed, Ed Norton Ben Stiller one. Chef's Kiss. <laughs> um, you mentioned Say Anything. That is a weird film. Stalker. <laughs> yeah, Stalker. Stalker. John Cusack. <laughs> bully a, bully a woman into stalker in being my girlfriend. so many films. Mm. He was a stalker in High Fidelity. He was a stalker in Grace Point Blank. He was a stalker in Say Anything. He was a stalker in American Sweethearts. John Cusack is actually... He's the creepy romantic guy. Yeah. How is he a stalker in High Fidelity? Um, he turns up at her house when she's living with another guy, calls her and is like, from outside her house, it's like, look, I, you've got to yeah. choose me. That's how it's he a very good impression. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's raining then as well. Yeah. yeah. And in general, he's just like, how dare you be sleeping with somebody else when he's been sleeping with other yeah. people? I mean, obviously, that's that's a flaw in his character. Um, stalking. Yeah, violence. I mean, what? he is an arsehole. <laughs> yeah. As his sister rightly his sister call, says, yeah. calls him. Yeah. Eleanor. My, I, I think I'd like to speak up for the classic Sean Patrick Flannery, Sarah Michelle Gellar vehicle, Simply Irresistible, <laughs> which yeah. um, hinges on a magic crab. Which I think is the only, yeah. it's, she's like a, a shit chef and she's got a failing like pastry restaurant or yeah. something. That's correct. Yeah. And uh, she goes to a market and a sort of magical man puts a sort of a crab that's alive in her um, basket. And then the crab just sits in her kitchen and sort of casts its little crabby claw over situations. And then people like float or fall in love or certain things happen. And John wow. Patrick Flannery is a paper aeroplane enthusiast who runs a department store, maybe? <laughs> is this a real film? Yes, oh, yeah, it's, it's so... Sounds like a Pixar. It's, it's crazily underrated. It really it really is. That, I would say, also, the score on Metacritic does not, does not, does represent, not represent the quality of... Um, they put the crab in a little top hat at the end in a tuxedo. Sorry, what were you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> I remember... What I love about that is when... Um, Sean Patrick Flannery eats the food that she's made. He has like these orgasmic, but also like very kind of high octane frantic sort of, oh my God, this is amazing. Which it's I also think... a very good Sean Patrick Flannery impression. <laughs> <Thank> you, <so laughs> you can much. do so many voices. I know, I've been really practicing on them. So um, your yeah. favorite rom com, you're, you're the aficionado in this table. Um, my favorite rom com, um... <sighs> I don't think I could pick, but 
I would recommend everyone watch Saving Face. That's my current favorite rom-com. It's about a Chinese-American female surgeon who falls in love with a female ballet dancer and her mother is pregnant and discovers porn. And it's just about how all of that works out for everybody. It's wonderful. Okay. Put it on the list. Well, yeah, I'll put it on the list and definitely get down to it. And, and the magic crab film. Simply Irresistible. Simply irresistible. Don't forget to watch ah. Simply Irresistible. Yeah. Right, let's head to the scores. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So these are our um, wonderful scores on the spreadsheet of dreams. Elizabeth, you chose the film. Um, can you lead us out with the recommendability score out of five for Ibiza? Because it's had bad reviews, I'm going to say five. Because it deserves to have its rating bounced up a bit and I've like, got a feeling Helen isn't going to be into yeah, it yeah it needs to get all the points it can <laughs> we, do, we do have uh, yeah we do notice some defensive scoring sometimes when it can yeah. the room which is fine and also you know can be read. if you love it you love it yeah of course yeah, um, I'd be I'd probably be quite unlikely to recommend it but because you're my best friend Elizabeth <laughs> I'm going to give it three I'd what recommend would you have it. given it if okay. she wasn't your best friend and also by the way you can use decimal points you can go to decimal points Oh, I don't. Don't worry about me. I'm, I'll be fine. <laughs> Our friendship will last. I'll give. I'll give it a three. A three point one. Oh, now I know that's a possibility. Patronising. <laughs> <laughs> Helen, um, I'm going to give it more than I did than have zero. in my mind when I originally came in. Um, just because you you have maybe given it a bit more credit than I saw. You see, you've worn you fight. down. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, one. <laughs> yes, I'll take it. I'm going to say two, and that's mainly because of Gillian Jacobs for her other stuff. <laughs> Just in case she being that person. Yeah, I mean, her name annoyed me. What was her name? She's got all those stupid names. I was like Harley. Like Harper. 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 I've got a surname for my first name. I'm not going to take. I'm not going to take make out people's names. That's that's not the way to do it. I know it's a character. Um, repeat viewing score, yeah. Eleanor. So how many how many times have you? I would be unlikely to oh, watch sorry. it again. I think you'd be unlikely to watch it again. Yeah, I think I'd give it a a, a zero probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would. I mean, I watch everything more than once because I watch so much. But I mean, no, you don't need to watch it again. Okay, got the gist. Yeah, you get it. I'll give it a one just for the sake of it. So is there no scene in this where you think I'd need to, if that was on YouTube and someone sent me that, but yeah, let's watch that straight away. Um, I would watch it like when I was making dinner, (laughs) but I wouldn't like everybody come around to mine. No, it's not. It's not that kind of experience. Helen. It's a zero, I'm afraid. Zero. I'm going to give it a one. I don't like giving zeros because that's like an an ultimate. So I'm going to give it a one because... Who knows? One day I'll watch it again, most possibly. If someone else who wants to watch it, I'll be like, yeah, I'll watch it with you. Is this still that you're worrying that Jacobs is going to hear this? Yes. 
She's not. She probably will actually. The problem is that Love has now finished, and that was kind of main tr- attraction to get her in here for a Netflix-related show. Love is now finished. Yeah, but I thought you just this, said that like so. generally, like no, love, love, is love, is love is ended. <laughs> TV show Love has finished. Okay, just um, to be clear. Small screen score. This is where I think it might pick up some points. Um, Elizabeth, out of five, how how well do you think it's suited for the TV screen or like home viewing experience? I watched it on my phone on a plane. Oh wow! Downloaded. So you downloaded it. So you went. So you prepared. You went. You went to your Netflix on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. For oh. what can I download? And this was one of them. Yeah, because yeah. I had said to my husband, do you want to watch this? And he was like, let me look on Metacritic. Another good impression. <laughs> and That is actually what he's like. And he's like, oh no, it's too, too low. You watch it on your own. So I was like, fine. So we went our way back from our holiday and I watched it on my phone. And of course, as I was watching, he was like, oh my God, is that Rob Stark having sex? And he changes his voice sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say five. Eleanor. Um... I don't know if this is would have been easier in a cinema, but I had a lot of issues with the sound mix on it. Right. I really had to ride the fake because I feel like every time they make a joke, they turn the volume up twice as loud. <laughs> so my personal small screen experience was quite bad. Um, I think I'd give it a, a 1.3. Helen. I mean, I was going to give it a three. Um, it, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's on it's on Netflix for you to check it out and... Yeah, I don't think it needs the cinema treatment. Um, I'm going to give it four. It's fine in the small screen. If I'd seen it in the cinema, probably would have thought I would have been a bit miffed. It is short, though. <laughs> it is short, isn't yeah. it? It's nice is and it? tight. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to downgrade it slightly to 3.8. Oh, my gosh. What did it lose the point two on? I don't know. Just a feeling I had. You just knew. Some kind of vibe. Um, engagement score. This is where I feel I might lose some points. Um. <laughs> so how engaged? Were you looking at your phone? Were you IMDBing? Were you... Did you do many, watch it many sittings because you, you couldn't deal with it? It's hard actually for me to judge because I was I had nothing else to do on this plane. Oh, true. Um, so I was fully in it, which is maybe partly why I loved it so much. But yeah, for the average person who isn't a weirdo... Who's obsessed with rom-coms? I'm probably going to say 3.5. I imagine it's the kind of film that you would watch like while also texting your best friend, Eleanor. <laughs> Whilst on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> Eleanor. Jeopardizing everyone's lives on that plane. Um, I personally engage very intensely because I take this podcast very seriously. So I gave it a level five engagement. Oh, wow. I think probably for an average person watching it, it probably merits like a two engagement so what what do you yeah, want it's not taxing yeah when they're just like putting up the noisy music you just you know, pop on twitter because there's no jokes for a bit it's just a guy <laughs> yeah. jumping up and down from behind a desk but that is the sexiest part of the film so you don't want to miss that guys so what do you want two or five or do you want an average <laughs> or three point i'm gonna go with two okay <laughs> helen oh, i didn't even get to the sex i'd lost interest by oh you dived out well, I had things. I had to see. So look at make wait, lunch. Can you? Woof. Are you saying you haven't finished this film? Well, no, it was on. So you missed but, that bit whilst you were yeah. doing other stuff. Yeah, sorry. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth's face. So you saw the end. The credits. 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. No, no, no. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For shame. I have stuff to do. <laughs> I'm going to take take on some of your points. I was going to give it 1.5. I think Bols- a bit of bolstering. Bless I'll give you. it 1.75. Wow. There you go. <laughs> hey, that's not too bad. No, it's fine. It's um 1.2. So you get 2.09 overall, which is no by no means the lowest score. <laughs> that we've Great. What is the lowest score you've ever given? Um, Two point oh eight. Yeah, exactly. It's more um, like one point seven, didn't we? Yeah, establish like a while ago. One point seven, one point nine. Yeah. For which film? Ark. Ark. Heard of that one? Oh. No, yeah, that's terrible. In the future, there are no shoes. That's the whole premise of the movie. No, but it's. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, point. yeah, it seems troubling. Plot contrivance. Um, okay, guys, please tell our listeners where we can find you online, and we'll link to you guys via Twitter and stuff on the show notes. Um, I am on every I'm uh, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you can I'm find like, where Elizabeth on Instagram. Followers. Okay, Eleanor, where can we find you? <laughs> I I am also on popular social media sites like Instagram yeah. um, and uh, Radio Atlas. You can find in wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe to my subtitled audio documentary podcast. It's very good. It's legit brilliant. Mm. It's changing the face of radio. And I would say so. I make it more visual. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a film. It's not radio. It's Radio Atlas. Thank you, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, thank you very much for coming on the show. We'll see you later. Bye. Thanks for listening. As always, you can find us on iTunes. Do you subscribe and leave us a nice review if you feel like it. You can find us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod and the website is FlixWatcher.tv. Thanks, as always, to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Brendan Russell for his awesome editing skills. <laughs> <laughs>